Hi, and welcome to Carbomb Podcast, episode 416. Man, these numbers are climbing, and we're almost at 420. Um, we need to do 420 in person. I'm just going to say that now. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do the edibles. But by all That's means, fine. everybody else we, can. We need Jesse there, at least, so... Well, yeah, if he's still alive, because so far, I don't know. I haven't. I never hear from him anymore, so he may be dead. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um... But I would like anyway. to start, uh, I am your host once again, Chris Truscott-Brown, uh, mm-hmm. and I would like to thank uh, your host last week, uh, Peter Dawson. Uh, thank you so much for covering for me. This is, yes. I have had to skip episodes, but I've always, like, right from day one, other than maybe sometimes Jesse has done it, but right from day one, I've always been the editor and the uploader. And I was camping for, like, five days in a row, and honestly, I couldn't be bothered. I'd rather have an episode than not, but I'm not going to, like, drive into town and try to find Wi-Fi and try to figure this out on my phone. Uh, nah. How many so, kills did you get? What? You were camping, presumably mm-hmm. with a sniper rifle. How many kills? None. Oh. I did not kill. I almost got uh, killed. By a terrifying woodland creature. Uh, We were camping. By the way, um, anybody who is in range of Jewel Lake in BC that hasn't been there, highly recommend. We've been there a few times now. It's one of our favorite spots. It's just gorgeous. The provincial campground there is great. Um, They do, of course, have facilities there. Just for geography... Uh, mostly for my own sake, but, you know, if people wanted a visual representation of where Jewel Lake is without just Googling, that's kind of east of Enderby, right? I think so. I'm the one bad at geography. Uh, you go up 33 in Rock Creek for a bit, and then uh, instead of turning right to a Soyuz, you turn left and you go up, like, past Midway and Greenwood, and then just a little <laughs> bit past Greenwood is Jewel Lake. Sorry, I just loved you said turn left. You didn't say like go north or it's it's yeah, it's well, it's north past Greenwoods. Yes. Uh it's turn left because you'll get Rock Creek Highway goes up to a certain point and then are you going to a Soyuz or are you going to Jewel Lake? <laughs> yeah. I confuse it with Mabel Lake is what happened there because yeah. I said Enderby and that's wrong. But uh speaking of nearly getting killed they they do obviously have, it's just pet toilets, so outhouses, but, you know, that's good enough, it works. But it was fairly empty because it did rain all weekend. Um, JB and I are not people that think rain ruins the camping trip. It simply changes how you treat it, but rain does not ruin a trip. It's fine. Um, but for the most part, since the campsite was mostly empty... If nobody was looking, I didn't bother going to the outhouse. Most of my business is on a tree, <laughs> just a little off our campsite. So at four in the morning, I got to pee. So I, it's four in the morning. I don't even bother putting on pants. I just got my underwear on and my flip-flops. So I walk over to the tree. I start, uh, start watering the tree. And I don't know, I guess he's tame enough to let me get right up on him, but as I'm midstream, uh, this bunny 
suddenly get like notices me and gets spooked. He might have been sleeping. Uh, but like right under my feet, I was standing right next to him and suddenly he darts off and I'm just like, holy crap, like something just darted away from me in the dark when I couldn't even see. And suddenly I'm watering the top of the tree, not the bottom. <laughs> so yeah, I almost had a heart attack. So I was almost killed by an adorable little bunny rabbit. I'm just uh, pissing uphill, you know, that's usually... It doesn't usually happen, but you found a way. Yeah. But... I could have made a pun there, and I didn't. I hope you're happy. Well, you just did now. As soon as you announce, hey, I could have made this joke, you just made the joke. Um, But I never actually said the joke. Fair enough. Uh, You know what I did say? For my... For my oh. birthday, because this was uh, this was a whole week long birthday celebration. The the reason for the camping. Uh, one of the presents I got ahead of leaving was a uh, a boat, a rubber dinghy, but big enough for the two of us, so we didn't have to rent a boat this time. I now own a boat and some life jackets, and so we spent a lot of time out on the lake, and still haven't caught anything, but I keep trying. Mm. Well, you caught your wife. Well, yes. But that was before this trip. Yeah. You say that. (laughs) But, yeah, Uh, it was a great trip. But, again, thank you so much for covering for the podcast. And uh, you did a great job. It it uploaded on the website just fine. And uh, (laughs) Funny story about that. (laughs) Well... I saw the Discord eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because that was the thing, because editing was fine, because I've got some experience editing, and, like, well, I, te- like, the way I do Pop Tower is different. I was able to figure this out. It's just, it's hard, because Matt already had a delay to begin with. Mm. More than, like, probably more than usual, just because, you know, time difference and everything. The, the further you are apart when you record remotely, the more lag there is, right? That's how that works. There's absolutely no bullshit there, what I just said. Whatever. <laughs> My point is, it, that part was annoying, but I figured it out. What killed me was when I uploaded the episode, it said it was uploaded, it was ready to go. I hit, okay, cool, publish at 10 a.m. Or I think I put 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. I take a look. It's not up. I go, what the hell? The audio file's gone. I'm like, why is the audio file gone? <laughs> I realize it never properly uploaded, but it said it was, so it was the whole thing. Whatever. It's, it happens. Yeah. It still went up on Saturday, so I'll take that as a victory. And I found out um, Sunday, because I did, there's no service uh, in this campground, uh, but mm-hmm. I did... Or no, it was Saturday. Later Saturday, I did take a, like, hop in the car, uh, take a brief moment of sobriety to actually drive somewhere uh, to go get more booze in Greenwood. The fun thing about Greenwood, uh, I have discovered this a couple different times. Here's why I could never live in Greenwood. There Besides is, the fact it's one of the smallest cities in BC? It is the smallest city in BC, but it's lovely. Mm-hmm. But there is one place to buy booze. There's only one store in the whole town, and it is the government liquor store. It is closed on Sundays and Mondays. Mm. Nah, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could never live there. 
Um, but I did go on Saturday because I knew I wouldn't be able to go the next day. Uh, so I hit some cell service and I downloaded the podcast and then I listened to it and I appreciated it. Cool. And on that note, cue the Emily. Theme song. Keep making me find Emily sound bites. I should save one at some point. You really should. I'm surprised you haven't at this point. Uh, I was disappointed when you sent me the audio files that you didn't have her on there. Well. Hey, Chris, it's better this than the other joke, which I won't even say. I will do you the courtesy because I've already given you more work. I won't give you even more on top of that. I will ignore you if you do. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, so how was your week? Um... Well, my roommate finally got over his uh, COVID, so that's nice. That's good. And you were staying separate, or you just never really got it? I never got it. Hmm. I mean, if I did, it was the most passive thing. Like, the closest I feel like I got was last night just because I had a migraine at 4 a.m., but that's that, not I'm even a symptom. No. Well, it, it can't, COVID can absolutely give you a headache. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, typically a migraine, like, I think the headache is actually supposed to be more um, all over if it's covid this was a tension headache i might have just had bad posture when i fell asleep probably it happens to me all the time yeah. <laughs> yeah every once in a while you know yeah uh on that uh pretty good uh i went to pride on saturday that was a lot of fun oh i didn't know they were doing that uh, yeah well it was pride week last week so uh no it was a, i had a blast um you know donated some money got some food uh, that taco stand I think I told you about downtown is open. The one next to Earl's. Which one is that? It's like it's just a random like outdoor taco booth. They only open in the summer and they sell like fancy tacos. Like they're $7 tacos, but is they're like... Is it the YLW or the Surfside? I don't think it has a name like that. I think it's just some other street taco thing. those are two thing. food trucks and Surfside No, California, it's not a food truck. I'm pretty sure I it's fully love. affiliated with Earl's. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they do, like, Yucatan chicken. It's really good. Nice. And, like like, like I said, they're $7 tacos, which seems like a lot for a taco, but you get two, that's, oh, that's, that's a meal. Well, that's pretty standard, honestly. Well, normally three or four is a meal if they're smaller ones. These are well, decent-sized ones. Yeah. <laughs> that's my point. But I didn't get to go to Pride, but uh, I did actually, speaking of Pride, so you and I saw Doctor Strange 2 together. Mm. I just recently found out uh, that movie was banned in Saudi Arabia. Shocking. They, they're banning things again. Uh, mm-hmm. Because there's gay characters in it. Yeah. and Right, the two moms. Oh, was there? Oh, there was two moms. Okay. America I totally, has two moms. I totally forgot about that. I couldn't remember... Like, I was like, who in there is gay? But, like, the fact that there's America has two moms didn't even really register to me as anything worth note. It's like... No, there was, like, maybe so... one line of dialogue about it that felt slightly awkward. Like, they were trying to hammer home, yes, she has two moms. It wasn't just, like, her aunt or whatever. Yeah. Right? But, that, like, that, but you know, it's one of those things... 
like whatever. I, I do appreciate representation's good. Yeah, I do appreciate um this has happened a few times. Uh various countries ask Disney to censor and that Disney is like, nah. <laughs> like yeah. this is our well, movie. Don't I'm not censoring it for you. <laughs> You're the one who's talking about problem. Chris Evans. Uh Chris Evans oh in uh Lightyear. Lightyear. Oh yeah, yeah there's well, you... there's a same sex kiss in there, isn't there? Yeah, so so that got banned in China, of course. But like, basically, all the Disney movies are not going to China anymore. Because I mean, uh, Spider Man No Way Home, they didn't want the Statue of Liberty there, which is kind of a major set piece in that movie. Yeah. Uh, do you That's... know the reason for that? By the way, it's it's very fascinating. Uh, is it because she's a woman, or because it's Tiananmen very... Square? They built a, um, it was, it was kind of a sort of, I think it's related to what the Statue of Liberty initially was inspired by. Cause it's like, it's not the Statue of Liberty itself, but they, but it's the thing the Statue of Liberty was based on. And okay. they built one of those monuments in Tiananmen Square. I could be getting the exact details wrong, but the point is it essentially comes off to, to people like with the strict censorship around Tiananmen Square in China. I mean, this episode's already banned in China now, because uh, <laughs> we've seen Tiananmen Square, what, four or five times already. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, of that, band, they I didn't want a movie to depict the Statue of Liberty in a meaningful way, and since it's the point of the final conflict in that movie, yeah. you can't exactly censor that. Nope. Without leaving and the I mean, movie very confusing. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Disney's attempts to pander to China haven't gone well, because Shang-Chi didn't get to go there at all. And Mulan just sucked, and even they called it out for the stupid interpretation of Chi. I didn't so, see the live-action Mulan. It's not good. Um, though there's if there's at least one thing I like, it's... Oh, God, I can't think of her name now. Gong Li. She plays the female sorceress in that. She is, like, perfect level of scenery-chewing evil sorceress who actually has a good character. What evil sorceress? Oh, they add, they added an evil sorceress to have a theme of like the good woman versus the bad woman in a world of men, and mm. and she comes to respect Mulan for who she is and everything. It's 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 not like it. terrible, but it it you know it was kind of weird that they did it, especially with the weird she plot they added because like they made it like how basically the Mulan reboot is men can do magic, women can't. If you're you're a woman and you can do magic, you're a freak. Well, that's dumb. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> like I'm probably oversimplifying, and that's not entirely true. But that was heavily the implication that was going on there, from like a casual observation of it. So I'm like, well, that's fucked up. Yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. But the the nice thing was, so we had an, a woman on the evil side who could, who could do it, and was I think she's flat out called the witch or something, and she's you know she does do witchy things. Uh, so she resents that. Mulan is fighting for the oppressors, but then comes to see, oh, you're not just going around murdering people, you know, maybe you're a good person, gross to respect her, you know, honestly, I think they had better chemistry than her, than her and her male, actual male love interest. Yeah, fair enough. I don't, not even, like, in a gay way, just in, like, a friendship way. <laughs> yeah. Was Mushu in it? Nope. Lame. And there was no singing because China hates musicals. Hmm. They did do that. quite a few remixes of the original songs. 
in like more of an orchestral version, and those were actually some good remixes. Yeah, fair. But enough. Now we're talking about a movie that came out over a year ago, so maybe yeah, I never bothered. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, honestly, I don't think and like there's. I'm trying to think of any of the remakes. Is there one I really liked? So I didn't even really like Lion King. I never. And that one was. I purposely didn't watch that. I was like, no, yeah. thank you. I do not need that in my life. Um, I never watched right. Aladdin. Um, it wasn't great. What else did they do? Oh, they did Dumbo, which was awful. I didn't bother with that. Uh, they did. Okay, Jungle Book was the one that like people really liked, and honestly, I didn't really care for that one either. I did see, I think only one of them because like they did the Disney one remade but then they did just another jungle book that was based on the book i think it's the disney one i saw and it was like we didn't really need that yeah didn't i didn't like Beauty and the beast oh i did not watch that i i watched uh just a clip of uh emma watson bell singing little town and i was just Uh like yeah, that's about as much of that as I need in my life. Thanks. And that's one of the that's one of the better scenes, but the There's a lot going on in that film that's just dumb. Like yeah. either especially cuz they try to make it more historically relevant and it's not because it's historic super historically inaccurate. So it's like, why would you do that? And then the beast is more of a nigger and that's no good. Nigger, N E G just to be clear. I... I understood, but thank you for the clarification. Because if one I thought person I hears that, that wrong, that won't go well for you. No, no, you know it's it's not great. Uh, yeah. It's just I. It's bugging me because I I seem to think there was a like a live action remake that Disney did that I liked, but I can't have liked it that much because I can't remember what it might have been. Cinderella. Nope. I don't Didn't remember a- anything offensive about that one. Um, like I said, like and the the, the remakes inevitably have something I kind of like, but like in general, I just don't feel they're worth it. Is my because th- like even Beauty and the Beast, it's like Kevin Klein was really good as Belle's dad, hmm. but it's like you know he's still a small part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like um, uh, Aladdin. I liked that they gave Jasmine a female friend, even if it was just a handmaiden, because he gave her someone to play off of. Yeah. And in her solo scenes, I didn't like her girl boss song because it like, not necessarily that it was a bad song because it didn't make sense in the context of the character. Yeah. But like, cause it's like she's singing, she won't be silent. And it's like, at what point was that even a thing with you? Cause that was for, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those, you know, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just now. I'm just ranting about how Disney's feminism doesn't align with my feminism, which probably itself is still not very good feminism. As a man who probably doesn't watch enough feminist sources, so uh, we're a, we try. Yeah, honestly, yeah. You and I both we try, and if we're not perfect, we're trying to improve, and that's mm-hmm. the best we can do. I guarantee I am not good enough at this. <laughs> no. But nobody is. Mm. Anyway, 
speaking of people that are not good, I think we should oh, probably we... get to the other topic that's probably going to dominate the rest of this episode. <laughs> oh, God, yes. We need to end this on a happy note, so we'll save the other thing for later. Yeah. Um, okay, so I haven't been trying to talk about some of the stuff that's been going on with WWE lately because, quite frankly, there's been... about fun, and right now it's not fun. No, there's been a lot of, like, wrestling in general this past month has been kind of cursed. I mean, like, uh, we did an episode on um, AEW Double or Nothing for Pop Tower, and we brought up the fact that, like, we were super glad we didn't record it, like, the day after the pay-per-view because um, CM Punk won, won the title on a Sunday and broke his foot on a Wednesday. So he became the world champion and then had to temporarily go away to get his foot surgically repaired. Was so that was it fun. Like, was it wrestling related, like a a ring accident, or totally like just random? The theory is that what happened is he, when he dived into the crowd at one point, he ended up catching his foot on the railing, and that somehow oh. broke his foot. Oh yeah, that'll do it. We're so fragile. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was doing a lot of stuff where he did, like, flips and landing on his feet, so it's possible that also wore it out or whatever. Um, but, like, that is the theory on when he actually broke. I don't know if that's yeah. actually true. We'll probably never know. Fair enough. But that's just AEW, and then, like, there's other stuff going on with them. WWE's had a hell of a time, because they put a lot of eggs into the basket of Cody Rhodes, uh, who came back at WrestleMania to be, like, their new top good guy. Who is Motherfucker. he now? I thought he was... Was, I thought he was still a heel. Oh, no, he's a good guy. Oh, okay. He's he, he's still the American Nightmare, but he's a good guy, which is weird. Cause oh, he's called wasn't, the American Nightmare. wasn't he Stardust for a while, or was that way old? That was way back before he quit WWE. Oh, okay. Like, he, he was gone. For, is, like, he was in AEW. He's he, probably the most high-profile defection from AEW to WWE so far. Or the other way around, you mean? Well, because he went from WWE. Yeah. He helped create AEW and then he left AEW to go to back to WWE. AEW does not have anything to do with WWE, does it? No. Okay. They are competitors. Okay. Even if WWE won't admit it. They do and they don't. It's really annoying. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Like legally they admit it, but in press releases they don't. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Anyway, my, my my point is Cody Rhodes, he's like meant to be their big champion or like their their big good guy. Mm -hmm. Uh and two months into his return, he frickin' tears his left peck or his right peck Ooh. right off the bone. Ah. Uh -huh. It was bad. Like, yeah. oh boy, did we get to see it. Oh, that um, sounds so, horrifying. So he's out for at least six months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, this is going on. Uh, their women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi, um, just decided to leave when they got pissed off at what something that happened backstage it's not entirely clear they got pissed off and left so wwe publicly lambasted them on air kept calling them unprofessional and all this nonsense and then announced a tournament to crown new tag team champions which has then not happened hmm. <laughs> so maybe their point about being misused as tag team champions had some merit if they're not even bothering to make you tag team champions yep just saying, I mean, I'm not saying what they did was necessarily right, but I mean, again, we just still don't know the full details on that because no one's fully spilled the tea yet. Like, all this is going on, right? Stephanie McMahon, you know, Vince McMahon's daughter, at the beginning of May, stepped away from her duties 
uh, to spend more time with her family. Mm-hmm. So, and then weird stuff started coming up about her being disappointing in her job as, hang on, I have her exact job title here, Chief Brand Officer. Yeah. And apparently she wasn't doing a very good job at that, or at least that's what they suddenly started, not like publicly declaring, but intentionally she, leaking. She has been in that position for several years, and oh, yeah. the brand representation, from my understanding, hasn't really changed much. So oh, why is she suddenly bad now? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's that's weird. So this is a smear, you think? Oh, yeah. It's it's like, it's unclear because it looks like Vince himself might have done it, which is so weird. It, like, this timeline's going to start to make some more sense when I get into it. But I've been I've been building up to something, like the Cody Rhodes thing and the Sasha Banks thing, kind of relevant, but not overly. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes, probably less. Stephanie thing's going to be relevant in a second. I also need to bring up Triple H, because I, I don't think I talked about this... Well, because I mentioned he had to retire after a heart he attack. He is still married to Stephanie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Triple H, Paul Levesque, that's important because I might link you to an article that has, it doesn't use Triple H at any point in this article, so. No, if you're talking it's about probably... serious stuff, that that is the actual man's name. Yeah, uh, his formal title, by the way, is Executive Vice President, Global Talent Strategy, Global Talent Strategy and Development for WWE. He is um, probably going to be in charge if and when Vince leaves, right? No. No? Okay. That was the theory until his heart attack. Oh, yeah. Like, this was near fatal. Yeah. Like, he's supposedly doing some stuff, but he's working, like, a diminished schedule. Like, it's unclear how much he's actually doing. Yeah, and obviously like, that was he's the never wrestle again. <laughs> oh, no, he had to flat-out retire from wrestling. Yeah. Um, Like, that's what he said. I was like, I'm done. He's probably not going to get the one last match we maybe wanted him to have. Because no, no, if it's his life on the line. <laughs> no, no, like, this is worse than other times people have had to retire forever. Um, So that that's all, like, here's a preamble. So it broke, um, I think it was yesterday, in the Wall Street Journal that the board of directors is investigating uh, some improprieties Vincent McMahon has been doing where he's been paying women uh, several million dollars for NDA settlements related to sexual misconduct. Ugh, gross. Yeah. So, uh, for the record, I should probably also preload this by mentioning Vince McMahon is the uh, chairman of the executive branch of the board of directors, because there's four. There's the audit, compensation, executive, and governance. Mm-hmm. Um, him, Stephanie McMahon, Paul Levesque, so Triple H, and uh, Nick Khan, WWE's president, because okay. Vince is the chairman and CEO, but he's not the president. Nick Khan and is the president and chief revenue officer. Okay, they're the four on the executive committee. Vince chairs it. Vince himself owns thirty-seven uh, percent of the stock of the company, but because it's Class B stock, which is like super stock, I don't <laughs> fully understand how this works. He has. Supposedly around 80% of the voting power. Yeah. That's not which is, good considering how much of a piece of shit he is. and yeah, Which is what we're going to uh, get into. But over the years, just over and over and over again, we've seen examples of how much of a piece of shit he is. Well, that so, was what I was going to do, was yeah. go into that more. But, yes, uh, sorry, please you, do. Did you want to make more of a point? 
No, I, I was just saying this isn't new that he's a piece of shit, but apparently it's gotten a lot worse lately, hasn't it? Well, yeah, because there's a formal investigation into if he used company funds uh, for this. In particular, one mistress who was unnamed, uh, you know, probably for anonymity reasons, which is good, because no question she would get smeared by some idiots who are... Because, I mean, Vince McMahon, for all the faults I'm about to get into, and people may or may not know about the stories I'm about to get into, he can he's still kind of a beloved figure in a way because he's so cartoonish. Yeah. Right? And and you can because you also consider him basically invulnerable in his position, mostly because of that eighty percent power thing I mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's hard to imagine he's going to get consequences, but this is probably some of the most damning stuff against him in over a decade. Yeah, probably since uh, another item I'm going to get to. I have a random, I have a poorly organized list I was going to pull from. I'll probably skip over some of the mi- the minor ones, mm-hmm. but. To, to get into this one a bit more before we get into the historical stuff, what happened was there was a paralegal, I believe is the technical term, mm-hmm. who got hired on a $100,000 salary, which, you know, if you've gone to law school and everything... That's sure. not unreasonable. No. I'm I'm not judging that amount. Yeah. What I am judging is apparently she went to work for Vince directly, which is supposedly when she became his mistress... And her salary doubled. So I mentioned a $3 million payout earlier. That was apparently done with his own money. But that doubling of the salary when she started to sleep with him, that could be financial misconduct. Yeah, that's that's the company's money. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not only that, but there's a, there's a really, really gross allegation I... Don't know how to clean this up. Um, so Vince is a very much a crony guy. Like he loves having cronies. Mm-hmm. And the other, like there's some other cronies I could bring up. But the one I need to talk about is John Laurinaitis, also known as Johnny Ace, because he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, for anecdotal reasons, he's also married to the mother of the Bella Twins, who themselves are decently well-known um Basically, they got more famous as reality TV shows, show stars than anything, because they had their own show, Total Bellas, on on E. Okay. And um, one of them's married to Brian Brian Danielson. Another one, for a time, was engaged to John Cena. They never got married. Uh, but my point is, they still have a lot of influence within the WWE sphere themselves, especially with the reality TV power that they have. Okay. Like they're not they're they're as close as WWE is going to get to actually having Kardashians. Let me put it that way. Gross. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that was a good thing. I'm just saying this is what they are. Yep. The only, yeah. So, John Laurinaitis um, was infamous back in the 2000s for hiring women because he thought they were hot fitness models, rather than having any wrestling ability whatsoever. I'm not going to name names because it might sound sound like I'm slandering some of them, and some of them have proven to actually ultimately be good talents. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to get into that, but like it was well known. Not. That's by no means good to do, mm. but he can't even really be singled out for that because that was just rampant everywhere and still is. Oh yeah, it's still a problem to a degree. Thankfully, it's there's a lot more. Excusable or forgivable, but it's it's <laughs> it's so common. Uh, it's definitely easier to be a female wrestler if you're conventionally attractive, even to mm-hmm. this day. Unfortunately, yeah. Thankfully, there's plenty of them who. 
don't quite fit that mold or maybe aren't as conventionally attractive as some other ones, but are super talented in the ring. And that skill and that natural charisma is carrying them, and it's great. Yeah. But carrying, I mean, that's ideally what you want more than conventional attractiveness. Yeah. And I'm saying, and I'm sure everyone has different standards of conventional attractiveness anyway. Um, But my point is, you know, he was basically a gross sexist pig. And he got hired back in 2021 as head of talent relations. Oh, no. Which left a lot of people pissed off. Yep. And if I'm getting my timeline right, around the time he got hired on, the the former paralegal got transferred to work uh, for Johnny Ace. I almost said under, and that's going to make... I mean... Because the term they use in the article is he was, she was given to him as a toy. That's yeah. I don't like that at all. No, no, it's really creepy. Um, so, and then she ended up uh, quitting, and there was the whole NDA and everything. So it's unclear where this is all going to fall, but I'm like, I'm like 90% sure Johnny at the very least is fucked. And I mean, I'm not exactly sad about that because yeah. <laughs> he, he sounds like he was mostly a piece of shit. Um, I think he had one or two good hires, but a lot of them were bad. Hmm. I I'm generally trying to remember who he hired. That was cause I know he, he got connected to somebody who ended up working out, but I cannot remember for the life of me who, um, yeah, yeah, and again, I'm trying to polish a turd. Don't bother. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Is so you got the problem where Vince's potentially misused company funds to pay his mistress to make her happy, and I don't think sex trafficked is quite the right term, but I mean, bad shit happened there. <laughs> yeah. And this is on top of I haven't even gotten to this part. Vince, remember, they brought back the XFL, the Extreme Football League, before COVID yeah. happened and shut it down. Vince is being sued by the commissioner of the XFL, Oliver Luck, for $23 million, and that has just gone to court. They failed to reach a settlement. Wow. So, so that's going on, XFL and this is in, going on. <laughs> in this guy's mind, XFL didn't fail because it sucks it failed because of Vince. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like he feels he wasn't paid money owed. Um, oh. Because uh, it's like, because of the unusual circumstance of the COVID, right? Yeah. He felt like he was cheated out of money, even though, like, obviously, with COVID, the XFL couldn't continue. Vince's decision to fold fucked over this Oliver Luck guy. So, it's, it's complicated. But, I mean, so he's got a high-profile lawsuit... As well as now a high prof, as well as, as now as the board's uh, investigation, which supposedly started in April, by the way, before Stephanie McMahon stepped down. That's why I brought that whole thing up. Yeah. Hmm. So that's all been going on, and then on top of it, there was a lot of stock movement now with the news breaking. Some are wondering if there was insider trading, but apparently insider trading is actually got a very high standard of proof, so probably not. But that was something that was floating around the ether earlier. My point is, 
shit's fucked, and it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens, because this is probably the most dire situation they've been in from a just public relations standpoint. Probably at least since they agreed to start doing shows in Saudi Arabia after Jamal Khashoggi got murdered. Probably way further than that. Hmm. I mean, at least with the Jamal Khashoggi thing, and I'm not saying this was a great idea, they had the legal problem of if they backed out, they would owe Saudi Arabia money. Yeah, so that's, you're between a rock and a hard place. Do you want to support yeah, them, be- or do you want to support them, when you don't want to support them? Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, you either give them their money back, and you get fucked financially, or you go there and risk a PR nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. They went with the PR nightmare, and, uh... Mm-hmm. Well, at whole least, uh, at the end of the month, or in a couple weeks anyway, uh, you and I will be supporting not WWE. Nope. Yeah, you and I are going to be watching AEW X New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. Yeah, that sounds interesting because, like, as you know, I very much don't follow. Mm -hmm. But from what I've seen, AEW is kind of more or less along the same lines as what you get with uh, WWE and and most of that kind of thing, right? Sort of. It's it's definitely different, but I mean, at a glance, you would probably have a trouble telling the two products apart. Yeah, and I have what I have seen about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe it was just the specific matches I saw, but they seem to be doing a whole lot more athletic and like jumping and dodging kind of things instead of grappling and throwing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Cause like North American wrestling is more of a, a technical showcase where they try to constantly outmaneuver each other. Whereas J- Japan, it's more two guys fight and eventually one gets tired enough. They can't get up anymore. Yeah. So it's more athletic than technical. But uh, I mean, yeah. both of them are athletic and technical. But just from what I've yeah. seen, their styles do seem quite different. So it's it, are they pitting like one versus the other, or is it like two AEWs then to New Japan? Because if they're pitting them against each other, that would be really interesting mix of styles. It's a little a, a little a b. There's there's some going to be some cross teaming. There's going to be some. Uh, matches that are going to be cross-promotion. It's going to be a whole thing. I was maybe going to save diving into that a little more for next time. Yeah, let's, so we can do, give... let's do Because, I mean, obviously the episode after it. we watch it, I'm sure we're going to want to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I could do a bit more of a primer, especially because by next week we should know a bit more about the matches. I've got a good idea where a lot of them are going, but they haven't formally announced some of them yet, so I want to wait to be sure. Fair enough. But I did promise to air some dirty laundry on Vince. Yes. Heads up, uh, in case you weren't already worried about a potential... um, I probably should have honestly started with a trigger warning. Because, I mean, the toy thing, fuck. That's just fucked up. Yeah. Uh, So there's going to be talk of now of murder and sexual assault. So just a heads up for that, because... Yeah, calling this dirty laundry is kind of an understatement. This is the problem. A lot of this is well known, but because of circumstance, it's hard to say um, if anything would ever happen. If you want to skip it, jump to 
54 minutes and 20 seconds. Good idea. So probably one of the most related to this is uh, the case of Rita uh, Chatterton. She was the first female referee in WWE way back in the 80s. Oh, okay. And a famous story, uh, I should say infamous, is um, apparently in 1986, she got into his limo, and he basically demand she give him oral sex to save her job. To clarify, this is Vince's limo? Yes. Okay. It's all about Vince. Um, And she refused... And then he sexually assaulted her in some manner. It's unclear. The verbiage has been different, so it's been hard to, to say. But I mean, you know, obviously, no amount of sexual assault's okay. Yeah, to, it's There's hard no to be radiant. There's no no. <laughs> and Vince's former limo driver testified to this fact, but it was still hard to prove. Did all this so, happen back in the 80s, or is this coming out now that it happened back then? This, I don't think this came out until the 90s, but it happened in 86. Okay, I'm just asking because you said mm-hmm. the limo driver testified. Is this, like, a recent thing, or is this even this being charged and the testifying? I, like he, I don't know if he formally testified, but he, he basically did some kind of sworn statement. Um, yeah. And Vince himself does admit that the encounter happened, but he says it was consensual, which is one of those things, right? It's like, oh, fuck. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's, you know, thankfully, it's been a lot. Of, it's been, thankfully, maybe a bit easier to prove now, but it's still fucking fucked up. Um, so going from William Grimm's coverage to another, I'm going to skip some of the minor ones here because they're minor. They're just more personality than I think. So one of the other ones, and there's a whole Dark Side of the Ring episode on this. I've recommended that show before, but it is a uh, hard watch, given the title. Yeah. Um. So in 1983, Jimmy Snuka, Jimmy Snook, Superfly Snuka, probably murdered his girlfriend. Oof. Now, the circumstance of the murder is hard to pin down. The running theory is he got shit-faced, possibly on alcohol, possibly on drugs, possibly on both, and accidentally killed her. Again, not saying that makes it okay. I'm just trying to give some context to what supposedly happened. I've never been on drugs, but I've been very, very drunk. I've never accidentally killed someone. Weird. That's good. (laughs) That's Yeah, I know. Again, I'm not, well, it's like drunk driving, right? It's like I've been drunk plenty of times. I've I've still managed to not get behind the wheel. Yeah. Um, That's a whole thing. So, supposedly what happened is Vince somehow made the investigation at the time go away. Jimmy Snuka would later eventually stand trial for this murder um, shortly before his death. But at the time, he was basically riddled with Alzheimer's or oh. dementia, possibly both. Oh, so his, he can't even really he was He was not cognitively able to stand trial. Yeah. Which apparently, uh, speaking of gross people, apparently that's happening to Ron Jeremy right now. He can no longer continue the trial because he's just mentally deteriorated. Which, that's a man that needs to go through a trial and get punished for what he's done. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, so my point is, unfortunately, we'll probably never get 
true justice for that because of the circumstances that happened and it's I'd line if that's the only time I've said something like that about wrestling. Um this one's there's not as much evidence for this one, but the thing that actually happened is still fucked up. So I'm gonna talk about this. Alright. There was an infamous so Edge, uh WWE wrestler he was in a relationship with Lita. Okay. And what happened I have heard was. Of both of them. Ed... Sorry? I have actually heard of both of them. Good. Yeah, if nothing else, I'm sure I brought them up before because Lita herself was a very influential female wrestler and Edge mm-hmm. is uh, easily one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Um, so Edge was the rated R superstar in that he was incredibly lewd. And one of the things he did was if he promised if he won a match, he would have a live sex celebration with Lita. So there was a bed set up in the ring, and they were supposedly going to have sex. I honestly don't remember how the segment ends. I just remember the segment. I think they get interrupted before you and you actually see anything. But they ha- basically debase themselves. This is a really fucking awkward segment. And uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is apparently... Uh, not even John Cena could get Vince to stop uh, the segment from ever happening, and Vince threatened to fire Lita if she didn't do it. Probably threatened to fire Edge, too, but, you know, considering the treatment of women in particular, I thought it was important to emphasize yeah. Lita first under the circumstance, not to minimize that Edge was probably forced into this as well. Yeah. Um. So that's not great. Uh, speaking of Vince covering things up, though, with Jimmy Snuka, uh... So Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. There's a rather infamous thing that happened, which is always uncomfortable when you talk about him because in general he was such a beloved dude, right? Yeah. Two thousand two, when he was at his lowest point, he assaulted his wife. Mm. I'm not excusing that in any way. I'm again just adding context, much like the Jimmy Snook being drunk at the time thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he seemingly had some sort of potential mental breakdown uh, and ended up assaulting his wife, Deborah, and then Vince covered it up. It still got out, obviously, because we're talking about it. Yeah. Because there was still ultimately a police report at the very least, so that, but, like, he tried to, like, be like, don't you dare talk to the cops, you know, all that stuff. No. You can't get yeah. in the way of that. It's like <sighs> again, this is the thing. He yeah, this is a this is even unique to Vince. There's stories of wrestling guys doing this for decades. It's fucked up. It's but everywhere. But we're talking about Vince here, so I mean, yeah. you know, if, there's plenty of what aboutisms, but we're not getting into that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to f- oh the steroid. Oh yeah, there's of course the steroid trial, uh, where it came out that he basically never slept. So that's fun, hmm. which implies that he was heavily on cocaine. Yeah. And Among would take things, steroids. Probably. It would basically force steroids on people. I mean, one of the big things with the Chris Benoit death was a suspicion that he wasn't directly forcing Chris Benoit to take steroids, but encouraging him Yeah, to help maintain the physique required to be a champion. Well, it's the, it's the same thing as managers of supermodels forcing them to throw up like it's it's yeah damaging it's, bodies to keep an image but they going don't and they never okay. explicitly do it they just through the implication 
which I mean, by the way, it's fucked up when Dennis did it on Sonny. That so obviously, when I'm saying it here, I'm not just making a cute reference. To me. No, that's still fucked up. Who did what? Sorry. Oh, the phrase "because of the implication" is a oh. famous quote from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," uh, okay. where it. I don't know if you remember that episode. I have not seen a single episode of that show. Okay, it it it's it's darkly funny in that context, but the problem is it's also very real. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I can't find that as funny as it was was when I probably first watched it. Um. Oh yeah, he he also probably covered up. Um. A dude getting sexually assaulted by um, two of his cronies. So that's because, I mean, um, Pat Patterson, one of Vince's longtime cronies, he only came out as gay when he was like 70. And mm-hmm. it was heavily known at the time that he was secretly fucking with people. And because he was like trying to keep it closeted, it's been heavily suggested he was using his position of power to the very least molest if not on full assault people this is just getting worse and worse oh i know i know uh oh yeah i should uh, i got two more i should probably mention and i think that's gonna do it there's a few more i could do and i'm but these are the two this one's actually when did this come out this probably only came out like two years ago um after her death um so ashley massaro was a one of the people hired by John Laurinaitis, actually. Okay. And while they were doing a uh, tour in the Middle East, because this is one thing WWE loves to do, is they love to do their tribute to the troops show, that where they'll go and like do tours in military bases and everything, just do rah-rah America stuff. Yeah. Um, because, you know, much like many CEOs that are American, Vince likes to think of himself as a proud American, but is... Uh, uh, I'm just going to say it's... Very much like, I'm a patriot. What does that mean? I'm a patriot. <laughs> anyway, my point is, uh, Ashley Massaro uh, reported being sexually assaulted and drugged during that trip. Neat. And be- supposedly by a member of the military. Ooh. And because they Ooh. really didn't want that to get out, they basically hushed the whole thing up. And yeah, it was only in she's after... the one that did something wrong. Let's shut her up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was only after, um, I believe, after her death that this really got some traction again. And even then, it's one of those situations where there's just not enough to go on, probably because of a cover-up. And yep. because it was covered up, we'll probably never get answers on what the fuck happened. But she sure as fuck thinks she was sexually assaulted, because it was around then that everything just kind of deteriorated for her unfortunately she left WWE and then I believe she ended up her death was not good it was no. incredibly tragic let me put it that way I don't remember the circumstances but and this is already very dour um speaking of dour last one to end on hey remember China yep so China for those who aren't familiar uh, Triple H's muscular female bodyguard and his real life girlfriend for quite a while yeah uh, after he started dating Stephanie McMahon, it was basically an affair behind China's back. So China got pissed off. So she went to meet with Vince McMahon uh, and said, like, hey, I'm dealing with a lot here. And he's like, don't worry, we'll take care of it. And by take care of it, I mean she got fired via fax. That doesn't even sound 
easy or convenient. <laughs> well, this was 2001. Yeah, fair enough. It might have been 2000. I... Around then. My my point is, like, cause this is one thing Vince does, of course, that a lot of bosses like to do, is they like to be the good guy and have somebody else play the bad guy. Yeah. So it's probably... He probably lied to her face and when and then as soon as she was gone was like fire her and then they did vfx which for somebody who was getting a shit ton of attention that was kind of fucked up yeah um hmm. yeah yeah oh no you know what sorry i've got one more yeah uh because this is relevant to today's i forgot about this one the fact that i forgot about this is uh <laughs> speaking of sexual assault uh <laughs> God, I hate the fact that I even had the ability to make that segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sexually harassed a tanning salon uh, attendant, is the title, uh, in Boca Raton. Uh, apparently, he sent them nude photos of himself and then tried to maybe get a little handsy when she wouldn't go for it. Here's a, here's a pro tip, mm-hmm. men. Just men. All of you, all of us. If a woman doesn't specifically ask for it, she doesn't want your naked pictures. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather, (laughs) I'd rather not assume somebody's playing hard to get and just have them say, "Hey, I was playing hard to get." I'm like, "Oh, my bad." Yeah. Then, then the alternative, because the alternative is way worse. Yeah. Not just because of the consequences, because it means you're a piece of shit, and, you know, all that other stuff. I'm again, I'm not saying. I mean, well here. Yeah. No. This is one friend. This is my point. Is this is the conversation that we had ahead of this podcast? Like, do we even get into this? Yes, we need to. We need to shine a light on this because that's what makes the roaches scatter. You gotta shine a light on this, and it needs to be. Addressed and people need to know this shit is happening because mm-hmm. it's never going to change. Like that's the point behind the whole Me Too movement that like that's been around for several years. And I like to think things are getting better, but they're not even remotely near being fixed. But we need to just bring it out in the open, and everyone needs to know what's happening because it's the only way we're going to put a stop to this shit. It's just going to keep happening. Yeah. But on that note, uh, with all that fun stuff, I think we should switch to a much lighter, much more fun topic, war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Oh. Say it again. Uh, (laughs) Well done. Um, But this is a fun war. So, there is an island up in the Northwest Territories of Canada, or none of it, I guess. That's very outdated. (laughs) Go me. Um, But it's between Northern Canada and Denmark. And this has been, it's a tiny little island, but for years... Like, I think around, like, at least 40 years, both Canada and Denmark Um, have laid claim to this island. So it is technically a disputed territory. 
but this is nineteen eighty four. Yeah, this is nicknamed Whiskey Island because, and this will tell you that this is so much not a serious war. It's Whiskey Island because every so often people will go there, take down the Denmark flag, plant a Canada flag. This island is Canada's. And they'll leave a bottle of Canadian whiskey behind for them. Then a while later, the other guys are going to come. They're going to take down the Canada flag. This is Denmark's island. And they leave whiskey from their country. And back and forth, it's just this reclaiming of the island um, and leaving a gift of whiskey behind each time. And after nearly 40 years... They have actually officially delineated, divided the island, and it is officially part Canada, part Denmark. And the reason they did this is because of what's going on in the rest of the world. And they said, like, look, we've had this war for 40 years. War in quotes, but still, I love this statement. There's like, hey, look. Through some discussion and some compromise, agreements can be made with zero violence. Like, it's doable. And I like that, I kind of like the tradition of the, uh, like, stealing it back and forth from each other. But I think that's a good statement to say these days, because, yeah, things can be solved with less violence. But now what are the black market uh, flag guys going to do? Yeah, that's true. I did see uh, there were some pictures of, like, the various, uh, because they try to, like, change it up each time. And there were some pictures of the various whiskeys traded back and forth. And for half a second when I was looking at the picture, it looked like a bottle of Alberta Premium. And I saw that and I was like, okay, that's a war crime. That is not fit for human consumption. Uh, I would rather drink a bottle of piss. Alberta Premium is just garbage water. Uh, But then I found out Alberta Premium is actually, I was unaware of this, can't think of the name, but apparently that bottle is trying to mimic uh, an expensive bottle of whiskey uh, because I did look closer at the label and it was something else, but it did look quite like an Alberta Premium bottle. But I was glad to see my favorite whiskey uh, Canadian club was represented. So that's good. Uh, But yeah. A war, in quotes, solved amicably with no violence. Let's try that more. That would be nice. Yeah. So on that more Uh. positive note, uh, I will figure out the timestamp and identify it earlier in the episode. Uh, so it's going to be most of the episode, honestly. Um, it still needs to be said. No, a hundred percent. I mean, I'm not sad we did it. I'm just going to be like, yeah, this was probably most of the episode. Sometimes we got to tackle serious topics and I know we just try to be lighthearted and funny most of the time, but some things just need to be brought up. And talked about. So yeah. thank you, Peter, for covering that. I think that's everything. Uh, do you have anything else? 
No, um, like I said, we'll try to keep it lighter next time. The funny thing is, two of the wrestling stories that keep me in it to tell you more about are WWE related. So it's like, you know, they still got that huge cultural penetration, but um, mm-hmm. it's hopefully something is done because, well, obviously a lot of this is ultimately alleged. A pattern of allegedness, it much like it's like it can't all be starts, fake. You know, it's like if everyone starts treating you like an asshole, maybe you're the asshole. I am. The if everyone's, asshole. well, that was a disturbing plot twist. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You know, I'm an asshole. No, you're not. Nah, I try. To be I will a tease nice you, guy. but I will never call you an asshole. I try to be a pretty nice guy. Hmm. Sometimes. Operatively. Yeah. All right. Well. You you would never uh, surround my vampire grave with skeletons, so when I wake up out of my coffin, I get attacked by skeletons, right? Uh, no, that sounds like way too much work. Good. I don't even know what you were getting at. I was referencing something very specific that happened to me in a video game. Oh, okay. But we won't get into that because we're already probably at time. Uh, pretty much, yeah. And I'm starting to Muppet. I'm sure you've noticed. Honestly, not too much, but definitely a little. I get the really like heavy shadows. Once, once the heaviness gets under your eyes, it's like yeah. oh, Muppet's coming. Yeah, all right. And you just Thanks. gotta droop your face. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> all right. Well, you Thanks. gotta stop smiling so much. Is the thing. I always smile. <laughs> I don't have resting bitch face. I have resting shit-eating grin face. Usually. All right. And that. Thanks, everyone. Outro? Let's cue Matt this time, maybe. Nah. Oh. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass. Tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing. Aerial brake shoe. Shock absorber. Hi, this is Chris from the future. And since recording this episode, uh, more news has come up from the WWE scandal. Uh, And so we're going to cut to Peter with an extra audio bit just explaining the new developments. Obviously, if either you skipped the last section, uh, fair enough. Or if that you did listen and that upset you. Literally, the entire rest of the episode is going to be Peter's update into this situation. So, if that upsets you, just feel free to stop now and no hard feelings. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, Peter here with just a quick um, last minute update. So, after we recorded the episode, it was confirmed Stephanie McMahon will be stepping in as interim CEO. Uh, which is a bit of a surprise since, you know, she stepped away and then there was suggestions she was not doing her job correctly, so that's weird. And then uh, Friday night on SmackDown, Vince McMahon came out to cheers, which was probably something to stroke his ego or maybe try to get the court of public opinion on his side. And then he just said, then, now, forever, which is one of their catchphrases and might indicate, yeah, he plans to come back. So that was kind of gross. Yeah. Wrestling.